and welcome to Cloud9Fin, a podcast on all things leverage finance. We follow corporate debt from issuance to redemption, credits from performing to distressed, and everything in between. I'm Bianca Borer, and today I'm sitting down with Marlene Roof, a restructuring partner at Kirkland & Ellis. We are going to be talking about the first big restructuring to go through Germany's new bankruptcy procedure called Starrook. Um, Marlene is advising the lenders to one of the group's revolving credit facilities known as RCF1. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Marlene. Thanks for having me, Bianca. So uh, the company going through the restructuring in question is a German manufacturer of wires and wiring systems, mainly for the automotive industry. Aside from automotives, the group's wires are also used for capital goods, medical devices, telecommunications, energy and infrastructure. The group caters to a global customer base with the majority of its sales from Europe, Middle East and Africa. So Leone's restructuring is the first big test of Germany's Starwork process since its introduction in 2021. Um, Marlene, can you elaborate on why this case is so important and what a Starwork procedure entails? Of course, happy to. Um, so let, let's start with the first part of your question, uh, why this uh, procedure is, uh, why, this, why the Leone process is, is important for us. I mean, the Starrock procedure was introduced two and a half years ago. Uh, so it has been with us already for quite a while, but yet Leone was the first case where a sizable capital structure was, was structured. I'm not saying that the Starrock hasn't been used before, it has been. There have been a handful of cases, but these have all like been smaller structures. Often the Starrock has been used to, to like the structure on the side of the shareholders and so on, but not really like a financial restructuring. Um, and this case now is important because it demonstrates that the Starrock works also for large cap situations. You know, in restructuring, implementation certainty is extremely important. Companies at the brink of insolvency typically only have one chance to successfully restructure. And if the process fails, there might be no time left to initiate another one. And therefore, I mean, you need to get it right. And the Starro can only be seriously considered as an implementation method when, when the involved stakeholders can expect a foreseeable and reliable process. And that requires precedence. Um, and the more precedence you have, uh, the better. We now have one with Leoni, uh, which is great. The process here went very smoothly and uh, we obviously look forward to seeing more such cases. Your second question was, what does the Starrock procedure entails? So the Starrock is a pre-insolvency process. It's a process through which you can restructure the financial indebtedness um, of a company. So it, it's very similar to the UK scheme and the UK restructuring plan. You group creditors into classes and then you have them vote on the plan and you, you need um, a majority in the classes at 75% for the plan to get approved. Uh, plus you have the op opportunity, you have, to, have the possibility uh, to cross class cram down uh, one class that doesn't consent, which is also a pretty, a pretty helpful tool. It's a court supervised process, again, very similar to UK schemes um, or UK restructuring plans. So once voted um, on or once approved by the creditors and other stakeholders, which can also be shareholders if they are to be compromised, um, the court um, will need to decide whether or not to sanction the plan. Okay, great. Um, 
And how how did the Starug framework help with Leone's restructuring process? And also, were there other jurisdictions um, that were considered as alternatives to the Starug, so such as the UK, like in the case for Adler? Yeah, I mean, through the Starug, the economic deal that was agreed between the relevant majority of stakeholders uh, was implemented. Um, and that deal, how it was agreed, couldn't be implemented fully consensually. Um, the first reason for that was that a capital risk reduction to zero and subsequent capital increase was required, which could only be done through the Starog in this case. And the second reason was that the restructuring affected more than 60 financial creditors. Um, and with such a large number of creditors involved, you always face the risk that not all of them consent or can consent, maybe even for technical reasons. And therefore, you would need a process um, like the Starog, um, where you can implement the restructuring through a majority vote. Um, you were right to mention like UK as a jurisdiction and UK proceedings, because obviously um, many German companies have been restructured uh, through UK proceedings um, in the past. However, unlike in many other cases where UK proceedings are a realistic option, this wasn't seriously considered here. The reasons being that all of the debt is German law governed. The company has its seat in Germany and there was no connection whatsoever to the UK. I mean, obviously, such connection can be created. It has been created in other cases in the past successfully. Um, but in this specific case, it would have been difficult for various reasons. Plus, with the Starog available as an implementation option, it wasn't really uh, required uh, to go down that route. Okay, that makes sense. And can you take us through what the uh, restructuring plan entailed? Yes, of course. Um, I mean, it sounds pretty simple. Um, obviously, it required a lot of negotiation and structuring, but the result is, can be described um, in, in very few words. Um, the restructuring of Leoni entails a significant reduction of the financial debt and a new equity injection. The debt is re reduced by more than 700 million. And the prior anchor shareholder and now 100% shareholder provides 150 million of new equity. And I understand that the, well, you just mentioned the largest shareholder, Pierre Industry, which is an Austrian motorcycle manufacturer, is going to take over full ownership of the company in exchange for the 150 million euro injection of new capital. Um, however, I understand that the creditors also receive an economic stake in the post-rear company through this value recovery instrument. Um, could you talk us through how, how this is structured and how that works? Yeah, I mean, as you said, Pira will take full ownership um, and inject the 150 million of new capital. However, further, Pira Industries contributed the debt portion that the creditors gave up and assigned to them, i.e. the 700 million um, that by, by which the debt burden is now reduced. And I mean, one would typically not expect creditors to give up their debt claims or transfer their debt claims for free. Uh, creditors typically want an instrument that gives them the chance to recover their claims. Um, and this is exactly what happened here. I mean, creditors will receive an instrument uh, pursuant to which they can participate economically 
from the future success of the company. It's it's a debt instrument, um, but it obviously sits behind um, all of the other um, financial debt uh, at the company level. Was there a particular reason why the deal was structured in this way? And is there any benefit that it has for, for the lenders? Well, the deal is the result of complex negotiations between all relevant stakeholders, being mainly the creditors, the main shareholder and the company. And the deal was structured to avoid the insolvency of Leone. The insolvency of Leone would have become inevitable with a big part of the RCF that otherwise having fallen due this this year. So obviously it was everyone's goal here uh, to avoid an insolvency and keep the company viable going forward. And this is the goal everyone uh, worked towards, obviously all with their, with their own interests. Company having an interest to, to delever the business, uh, Pira having an interest to, uh, to, to, to retain equity value, and the creditors obviously having an interest um, in like keeping their claims um, and keeping their, their economic value uh, in the company. And this was in the end the solution that was found and agreed between the parties to, as I said, avoid an insolvency um, and, uh, and on the other hand, achieve the goals that the, that the stakeholders had. Okay. I guess we should also maybe go into the background as to what led to this situation with Leonie. Um, I understand its troubles first started after the COVID-19 pandemic when the government had to step in to provide it some financing to keep it afloat. Could you give us, give us a bit of background on when it first started struggling? I mean, as it's widely known, many automotive suppliers have been facing headwinds for a while now. Um, already before COVID, but obviously then even more so during the COVID pandemic. And then during the COVID pandemic, many companies received state guaranteed loans um, to help them through the crisis, um, as did Leone, uh, as you mentioned that. Um, and next, once COVID was over, there was the, the, the Russian war against Ukraine. And it's known that Leoni and also many other automotive suppliers have plants in Ukraine. And operating in a war zone, I mean, comes with challenges that I don't think anyone in Europe ever imagined beforehand. And therefore, I mean, there, 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 there definitely there clearly was a crisis. And with the upcoming maturities um, of the RCFs, I mean, the RCFs were with you this year. It was very clear that the company required a financial restructuring um, um, to, to be sustainable um, going forward. However, I mean, in general, let's rather focus on, on Leone's future than, than the challenging uh, past now that the restructuring is being successfully implemented. The company was also carving out its wire and cable solution segment by selling its various units and then using the proceeds to deleverage. Um, it successfully sold some of its units. However, at the end of last year, the sale of Business Group Automotive Cable Solutions to Stark fell through, which then had a knock-on effect on the group's ability to refinance. Um, could you take us through a bit about what happened there? So Leone had already early last year started to address its upcoming maturities. And that process started early last year. And it resulted in a transaction being agreed with all affected creditors um, towards the end of last year. Um, the deal was fully signed 
and it was ready to be implemented. Um, and compared to this year's deal, it would have been a fully consensual deal. However, that deal included that sale. I mean, the sale of a business unit uh, to Stark, which you just mentioned. And this deal, this the sale had also been signed months earlier already and was supposed to be closed end of last year. And then unfortunately, at the last minute, the buyer refused to close. So without the closing of the sale, the originally agreed deal with the creditors obviously no longer worked out and a new deal had to be negotiated and agreed. So the only other obstacle to the current restructuring was there was a a shareholder appeal, which um, was rejected by the court. Um, Can you tell us a bit about that? And also, what are the next steps for this to be fully implemented? Yeah, I mean, the the, the Starrock provides for for the right of appeal of cramped down stakeholders. In this case, the shareholders, in particular the minority shareholders, were cramped down and they made use of their right to appeal um, on the basis that, I mean, they alleged that 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 the restructuring plan should not have foreseen a capital decrease and subsequent capital increase compromising their rights. Um, I mean, the court, however, dismissed all of these um, appeals in a very expedited manner so that the plan is now uh, fully fully valid uh, and enforceable and ready to be implemented. What are, what are your key takeaways from this case? And you mentioned that this is a precedent. Um, any specific new precedents have been, have been set? Our key takeaway is that the Restauruk is a tool to successfully implement financial restructurings, also for large structures and complex situations. Um, It also shows that in particular, when a company faces insolvency as the alternative, through the Starrock, a capital decrease and a capital increase can be effected. I mean, this was very clear, to be honest, from the law already. And it's very obvious from a restructuring perspective that this needs to work. But it's good for future cases to now have this uh, black and white. And um, what's next for Leone? Has it kind of detailed its, its turnaround plans? Well, I mean, Leone will have a new 100% owner and will have a significantly lower debt burden going forward. The whole restructuring is based on a restructuring opinion as a standard uh, in the German market. And that opinion confirms that the company can be sustainably restructured. And uh, for that, we wish Leone and its stakeholders um, all the best. Amazing. Thanks so much. I mean, that's all we've got time for today. And thank you again for coming on with us. Thank you very much, Bianca. Thanks to our listeners for tuning in. We love hearing your feedback. So if you have any thoughts on today's podcast, do reach out to us on team at ninefin.com. Check in next week to hear the latest on US markets with our colleague Will Cage-Smith. And we'll be back the week after that. See you then.